welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. everyone to the Anxiously Engaged podcast. If we haven't met yet, I'm Rachel Curfew and it's a pleasure to have you here with me. I am super excited today because my guest is Emily Poland and you guys, Emily is a woman who is absolutely, and I'm not just saying this, this is honestly true. Emily is such an inspiration. She thinks at times that she doesn't always make a big impact, but she is an amazing role model, an amazing mother, an amazing example. And um, she is a member of the Anxiously Engaged Facebook group, which I run. And I cannot tell you how many women reach out to me after she shows up in there and she posts or comments or shares and they are truly amazed by her. She is a beautiful person and if you ever get a chance to meet her, I encourage you to do so. She's fantastic. So first of all, welcome Emily. Thank you so much for coming. Hello, Rachel. Wow. Okay. That's like a big self-esteem boost. You <laughs> play that every day? <laughs> you can play it every day. <laughs> we all probably could wake need to wake up to something like that every day. Wouldn't that make the world a lot better if we woke up feeling like somebody really thought we were pretty awesome? <laughs> We all are, but we need to hear it. So, well, Emily, you are, as I mentioned, a member of the Anxiously Engaged group. It's our Facebook group, our main big group for, for women who are looking to move out of things that don't feel good, that emotions that just don't feel good, sadness, loneliness, depression. And of course, we talk about anxiety a lot and cross that bridge over to the place where we get to live what I call your best life or your anxiously engaged life. And so you've been in there for a while now. How has it been being there and how did you find it? And uh, tell us a little bit about that journey for you, will ya, to get us started? Yes, okay. So um, it's, I've, it's been wonderful being part of this group. Not just wonderful, it's been life-changing. And it's been, okay, so how I came across you and how I found you, I. I just, I love to tell this story because it was definitely meant to be and um, divinely led for sure. So I remember the day that I realized my anxiety was just completely out of control. And I, well, I mean, I'd already recognized it because I was going to the doctor and I was driving around the doctor's parking lot and it was pouring rain and uh, there were no parking spaces, <laughs> which is like a huge anxiety trigger for me. Um, and I was supposed to be going to get medication to help with all of this anxiety I was experiencing. So I called my mom 
And I was like, mom, like, I can't do it. I can't even go inside. I can't. And she's like, Emily, you can do it. You just calm, you know, find a parking space. You know, she helped me calm down. And I remember walking in, I remember looking at my hand on the doorknob to this doctor's office. And I was like, okay, here it goes. And I went in, but he had, he had to do an anxiety rating. And like, where's your anxiety right now? On a scale of one to 10, 10 being the most. And I was like, 9.9. <laughs> and he's like, really? And I'm like, yes, really? <laughs> so um, fast forward a couple days. And I just feel like I have spent so much of my life trying to overcome this anxiety and this depression. And I said a little prayer and I said, Heavenly Father, I have tried everything. I have gone as far as I can go. Please take me the next step. I don't know what that is, but I can't get there by myself. And um, it was maybe even the next day, maybe that day, I came across your group, the group that you have for the, what's that called? The the open one for everybody. The anxiously engaged group. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The anxiously engaged group. And you had said there was a, there was an opening and I was like, wow, okay. I don't even know how I found, I don't know why you were, (laughs) why I even liked the group. I don't remember ever seeing you before. So um, when I had like liked on Facebook, liked um, to have that pop up. And so I clicked on it and I reached out to you and we talked and I was like, this is what I need. This is what I need. And um, I just was not quite ready to invest in it fully. So I I called my mom and I was like, yeah, you know, this great thing has popped up. I talked to this amazing woman, Rachel Curfew. And like, it sounds exactly like what I need, but I just don't know if I can do it. I don't, I don't know if we can do it financially. I don't know if I can do it with the time. And my mom, she said, Emily, do it. Do it. I will pay for it. And she offered, she said, I just found this exact amount of money I'm going to give this to you. It's not even mine. It's from your dad. So my dad's passed away, but she's like, it's, it's from your dad. Take it. And I will never ask you for about it again. I will have no expectations. Do it. And I normally would be like, no way, mom. Like I don't, I'm an adult, you know, but I took it because I knew that it just felt so right. My mom felt like it was so right. And it is, it has been so right. I have learned so much. And I feel like the main thing I feel like I've learned is that, there are tools and there are strategies and there are things that I did not know. Like that is exactly what I was praying for. There are things I don't know. I have gone as far as I can. I've read the books. I've done the things I've I've tried deep breaths, you know, and none of it worked, but life is so much brighter now. It's just been so much, it's been so wonderful and it's still a struggle. I still have anxiety, still have depression, still have ADHD. I still have challenging children, but I've been, I, I think I'm the happiest depressed person ever now. <laughs> the, happiest, the happiest depressed person. I love that. <laughs> you have come a very long way in a very short time and you're doing amazing things and that's fantastic. And you know, when you told me the story about your mom and how she stepped up and she made that investment for you, I was so touched by that. Um, I, take those things very, I I just really take them to heart because I know they're divinely inspired and, and that God plays a hand in, in making all of these pieces come together. And, and your story is not the first one where something like that has happened. I can't tell you how many women have shown up and said, I couldn't make this work. And then I prayed. And then all of a sudden 
somehow the money just appeared, the exact amount, or, or somebody stepped up and offered to pay for it. And I just really love, first of all, the, the moms or the spouses or the whoever's that step up and listen to those promptings and are willing to uh, share and their even their money to make uh, goodness happen in the world. But more importantly, I think it's a really amazing reminder for all of us, and especially me, that um, that God is in the details and he does love us and he does care about us and he does hear and answer our prayers. And often it's through others and in ways we never could have imagined. So that's what I absolutely love about your story and, and, uh, um, love that your mom just was open and willing to that. It's such a, an amazing gift. Cause it's not just money she gives. It's not just money. Right. So yeah. yeah, and she's been supportive, but I mean, she really hasn't had any expectations, which was a huge anxiety reliever as well. You know, she just, but it has been such a blessing. She's, she's grateful, and I'm grateful, and it's brought us closer too. So, oh, see, and that's a that's a that's an amazing gift too. So, and just really quickly for those who are listening, um, the program that Emily is mentioned that so she found she found the anxiously engaged group, but then what she found the opening for was the program that I run for women called anxiety is a gift. And, and that's the program that she um, registered for and her mom paid for. So it's a really fun program and it's, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a fun program. It's made a lot of goodness and changes in my life and hopefully a few other ladies as well along the way. So Lots of other ladies, I know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so you have mentioned you have had anxiety for a long time and some struggles. You also have some children, though, that have had a little bit of anxiety and some struggles. Is there any tip or suggestion or thought you would want to share for other moms who might be in similar shoes? And um, Because I know you're not alone. Even I was one of those moms. That's how I got into this. So what would you say to that lady? <laughs> yes okay so i have and i'm sorry the garbage truck is going by but um if you can hear that i have i have five children uh, my oldest is 19 and my youngest is six and um so i've got a 19 and a 17 year old girls and then i've got twin nine-year-olds and a six-year-old boy and there we are um, we've got a lot of neurodiversity in our family I've got some autism, we've got some, lots of ADHD and um, just mental illness and things that I started struggling with when I was a young adult, I'm now seeing my older, my oldest struggling with as well. And I think there's nothing worse as a mom than seeing your kids struggle and then knowing that you have not, I felt like I had nothing to give. I felt like you're struggling, I'm struggling, um, that about the same time my uh, or a couple of years ago actually before I got here but my daughter was six and she has autism and we found out now she has some intellectual disabilities as well and she had a mental breakdown and so I was having severe depression my oldest was just starting to have the, her first symptoms of this and that it's just so common in our family and I see that now and I didn't know that or see that then but and then seeing my little six-year-old just struggling so much. And it's just, I remember one day I was driving and I was, we were doing Come Follow Me and they were talking about murmuring and you're not supposed to murmur. And I was trying so hard not to murmur. And so I just yelled out to have my father in the car. I said, this is really hard for me. 
I wasn't complaining. I was just stating a fact that this is really hard for me. And it's been so amazing. And this is the part that I'm really feeling like this is the, I'm starting to come over this hill of, and I'm starting to begin to see how as I'm healing, I can see their needs and meet their needs. And when I'm just so anxious and in my own dealing with my own things, I'm not able to be there for them like I want. I want to be there. I'm just not able to. And now I'm starting to have more opportunities and more times where I see them and I see their needs and I hear them and I hear their needs. And it's kind of been, it's been amazing. And it's also a very slow learning process. We're all learning, but just taking care, take care of yourself. That's what I would say to a mother who is struggling and has children who struggles take care of yourself they say that you know put your mask on first but you can't leave your kids either but do both you can do both you don't have to choose you or them you can do both and the lord has got a plan for all of you and he can help you help them i love that because you one of the things i say all the time is you can't lead someone somewhere you haven't already gone and when you show up and take care of yourself, and again, it doesn't have to be done in a selfish, extreme way. It's a few minutes every day here and there. But when you take those moments for you, um, then you show up your best version of you for that day. And then just like you said, then you can help them. Then you can see their needs and you're more patient or kind or open or, or whatever it is that needs to be. Um, so I absolutely love that you shared that because a lot of women, we get so caught up in our family and our kids because we, just like you said, you don't want to leave them behind. You don't want to put yourself above them. We always want to put our kids first, but we do need to show up and be our best self. And it's what's selfish is when we don't put ourselves as a priority. What And we often think it's flip-flopped. I'm selfish if I take some time away from my kids or doing some self-care. But it's really the opposite because we don't show up our best self that way. So I love that you said that and I love that you shared that. Uh, I'm with you, though, in that um, when I didn't have the tools and the resources to help my kid, I felt like the biggest failure ever. There's nothing worse than not knowing how to help your kid. You're not even feeling able to help her because I'm drowning myself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot for a mom to carry. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing, though, too, I I didn't mention, too, is that I feel like before I was passing on so many negative behaviors that I didn't even know I was doing and that that my I see my kids start doing too, and then I'm like, okay, no, we've been, we're gonna fix this, especially when it comes to gratitude, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to gratitude, and I I can look at things more in a more positive light, and I'm passing down healing mm-hmm. because I'm healing from all of the negative behaviors that I had before that I didn't even know or see or, and now I I can teach my kids these things and hopefully, especially with the younger ones, I can influence them. Yeah, and I love that. And and everybody knows, if you know me at all, gratitude is a huge piece of the journey. Um, I say often that that bridge 
uh, the bridge is gratitude from moving out of that fear-based life to that anxiously engaged best life. The bridge truly is gratitude. And out of all the years I've been working with people, I've never seen someone successfully go through that process without daily gratitude. You have to have that. So, And I love that you're teaching your kids that. Like, how cool will it be for them? Their lives will be so much better so much earlier on than ours were because we they learned that earlier than we did. So mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, but you have learned how to take... This is what I think is really magical about you. You're a very creative person. If you don't know Emily, she's a very... Um, gifted in the creative arts and she's artist does all these really cool things but she can also take and create for her kids the strategy she's learned and then like I said create them in a way twist them so that or or adapt them maybe is a better word so that her children who are different ages with different um challenges of their own just like we all have different challenges different learning levels different times and seasons of their lives she has learned how to adapt some of these strategies in ways that are perfect for her kids so how has that been and um you have a strategy i think you um discovered on your own that you've been implementing so can you tell us a little bit more about some of that because i think it's really really fun yes yes and first of all i should say is not on my own because I, now that I know that there are strategies and those things, I didn't even think that there were strategies, you know, and now I, I definitely feel like Heavenly Father leads me to, and it's, it's not like all at once, this big inspiration, but it's, it's like step by step. And I praying for, help me find the strategies that will work for this child. Help me. And an idea will come. Okay. How, how does this work? It's almost like the spirit is speaking to me in a language and I'm trying to decode it and I'm trying to, um, figure out what he's saying but the, and I, when this came because I was doing the dishes and it had it was something that slowly grew over maybe like two weeks and then finally it was like where's a pen and paper I need to write this down yeah and so it definitely wasn't just me I'm so so like I'm thankful to the Lord that he sees my kids and me and helps me learn these things so beautiful yeah two millimeters at a time line by line <laughs> perfect right yeah yes so what was this two-week inspiration that came to you and how have you been using it okay so um it's head shoulders knees and toes and it's funny because you know it's this easy song which i think it's helpful and actually i think it's really helpful for me as an adult as well because it is silly and then when you're having anxiety silliness can help um bring you out of that but funny thing is i've noticed too as as members of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints i think that we sing head shoulders knees and toes different than everybody else <laughs> i don't know i never knew that so i sing it head shoulders knees and toes knees and toes knees and toes and then everyone else is singing it um head shoulders knees and toes knees and toes or maybe i don't know i've tried to share it with other people and they're like what song are you singing <laughs> no matter which tune you use it works so um perfect <laughs> Yes. So, um, so when I'm having anxiety or if I feel like I'm starting to have that anxiety alarm, which Rachel has taught me about, um, going off and I can stop and I think head, shoulders, knees and toes. So I do it a few times. The first time I do it is head and I lift up my head. So a lot of times when you're having anxiety, you, you have your head down, you feel like you're kind of in this, um, anxiety fog. So I lift my chin up, head and then shoulders. I roll my shoulders back 
and I or just like it's something the thing I like about this is you can do it and no one will really know you're doing it so you don't have to make a big deal about it you can just kind of like oh yeah okay sit up straighter put my shoulders okay and then knees I clenched my legs a lot I hold, I carry a lot of, of my stress in my legs and so whether I'm standing I can like release like kind of like step from side to side and loosen my legs or if I'm sitting in a chair I can really pay attention to where my legs are touching the chair um so that's the knees and then toes I wiggle my toes and that's my favorite part so I'll go through that a couple times head and then shoulders just kind of being aware of my body and then my knees loosening my loosening my legs and then my toes I wiggle my toes and then knees and toes knees and toes I go through it just like the song and um and then eyes, ears, mouth, and nose. So when it comes to that part of the eyes, I look up and I look for three things to read. So it will be a street sign. It'll be a cereal box. It's not like I'm reading anything that's going to be an inspiration. It's just looking around and reading three things um, and to get me out of my um, body and, and kind of more into my environment. And then ears, and I really start to listen. So I think when I have anxiety, feels like everything is screaming at me at once. And sometimes my house gets very, very, very loud. So I can try to stop and hear three separate sounds and really take them apart. I'm hearing the dog eating her food. I'm hearing the child crying for something, <laughs> you know, or the video games or the fan. If it's quiet, I hear like the fan buzzing or the garbage truck going by. So three things with my eyes, three things with my ears, mouth I smile which is something I learned from you I even though I did not feel like it I forced that smile um and not to look silly in public but you can kind of you know pull the, at the sides of your mouth and then nose and I take a deep breath through my nose and I think that I like this because I've always been told you know, take deep breaths you know when you have anxiety and I'd be like I am breathing I'm hyperventilating and so Having the breath relaxed helps me feel like, okay, now I'm ready to take these deep breaths. So that's the first time through, or maybe the first time I'll do it a couple times. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Totally makes sense. And I love that it's off of a children's song because you're exactly right. The simpler the process is and the sillier, the faster we rewire those connections and it moves us out of that anxiety future thinking and brings us present. So yes, it makes perfect sense. And every single step is so empowerful because it um, pulls on our senses. It gets us feeling grateful. It gets us feeling um, present. Like every, all those little things are all steps in helping turn off that anxiety alarm. So it's, yeah absolutely fantastic so you go through it once sometimes twice and then what happens next okay so the first time or two I'm doing it for myself and then after that I kind of go one level deeper and I try to do it more as a way to be present for others so first of all head honestly I imagine when you get a priesthood blessing the hands on your head that feeling you kind of get and that, that kind of just confidence, I, I can almost, you know, imagine that in my head, this feeling. And then shoulders, when you have your shoulders back, it's a confidence. And so I remember, I, I, it's my way of reminding myself that I trust the Lord. I have confidence that I'm going to get through this, and the Lord's with me, and I can get through it. 
knees, that is just a reminder to pray. And so I say a little prayer. Don't have to get on my knees, but that's just what the knees remind me. And then toes, I wiggle my toes because it's just like wiggling my toes. I think it keeps it kind of silly and keeps it real for me. And uh, that's just funny way to do that part. Um, so then I go through that a couple times. And then eyes, I think I want to have eyes, and this is part of my prayer, eyes to see the people around me, eyes to see their needs and not just my own. What is my child needing right now? Um, ears is to hear the spirit and to really make sure I'm like, okay, listening to what the Lord wants me to say or what wants me to do at that moment or that time. Mouth. I remember to use a kind tone with my children and to speak kind words, uplifting words. And then instead of nose, I do soul. So eyes, ears, mouth, and soul. And I just kind of put my hand on my heart and I remember that I'm loved and that the Lord can work his love through my heart and, and I can share it with others. So it's just kind of a moment to kind of connect with my spirit and to remember that I am a spirit. I have a spirit and the spirit has existed for eternity and that the Lord's with me and I trust him. And it just kind of, after that, I feel like I'm ready to, okay, I'm ready to go. And it's not just about myself feeling better. I now feel like I'm able to serve and I'm able to bless others. Hopefully. <laughs> yes, I'm sure you are. But let I have to just tell you, we were talking a minute ago about the importance of taking care of ourselves, filling ourselves up so that we can show up better for others. And as you're describing this process of head, shoulders, knees, and toes, I think it demonstrates that principle exactly. exactly. So the first time or two you go through it, you're doing it just for you. It's your self-care. It's getting you in a good spot. It's taking care of you. It's connecting with your body. It's using motion to create new emotions. It's getting, helping you get grounded, all of that good stuff. But then... When you go through it that last time or two and you're thinking about others, you're thinking about what do your kids need? How can you um, hear them, help them, help others around you? And then you connect it to God and, you're, and you connect your soul to God by adding the prayer pieces and how can I you know, help or serve others. I, I just think it's a beautiful process because it fits, again, like I was saying, I'm not explaining it very well because it just hit me as you were doing it, but it really is a perfect example of, yeah, showing up for you. When things are rough and your alarm's going off or stresses are high or whatever's going on, instead of going and taking care of everybody else in a, in a an emotional state that's stressed and overwhelmed so that you are yelling or snapping at kids or being, you know, whatever it is. Instead, you're like, let me get me in the right space. Let me get my body in the right space. Let me get connected and grounded to God so that together now we can go show up and help whoever needs help. And so I just not only love it because it's a beautiful, perfect anxiety strategy, but it also mimics that pattern of, we got to take care of ourselves so we can then serve and show up for our people in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting too, because I think the more I do it, the second I start to think head, shoulders, knees, and toes, my whole body relaxes. It's like, yeah. it gets easier every single time I do it and it, and the benefits happen more quickly. Mm. Yeah, because you're rewiring that habit, that that anchor into your body that when I'm feeling this way and I say head, shoulders, knees, and toes, 
you're going to respond this way. And that's really cool that you can do it like super quick in an instant. It doesn't have to take five minutes. It can be just a few seconds if you need it to be. Yes. Super powerful. Yes. I, I really felt like I was learning this so I could help my children and teach it to my children, but they have not received it very well. <laughs> <laughs> that never happens I'm, to moms. That's just, <laughs> Mom, that's dumb, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, that never happens. 19 year olds kids are like, why are you teaching us head, shoulders, knees, and toes, mom? <laughs> yes. But I guarantee you somebody is going to hear this podcast episode and uh, it will be a mom or a lady. And I guarantee somebody will reach out over the next few months, some, some point, and they'll say, that is exactly what I needed. Or they'll say, that is exactly what I needed for my kid. I tweaked it to make it age appropriate for my kid, but that is exactly what we needed. So I guarantee, even if our own children don't always respond how and when we want, we do when we share these things, bless other people's lives. And that's that's really what this is all about. It's, it's beautiful. Good. Any other thoughts or tips or last minute thoughts before we wrap up that you wanted to share or... Uh, you've explained that beautifully and you've been doing an amazing job on your journey and with your family's journey. I'm super proud of you. Any last thoughts just before we wrap up that for anybody else? As the thing that just is coming to mind right now is just thinking how we, we as mothers and it can be really difficult, how important it is to forgive ourselves all the times we make mistakes and we yell and we don't want to and we keep and we keep making these mistakes just forgive yourself because all that time that you spend and energy you spend thinking and hating yourself or being upset with yourself or feeling this guilt is a minute you're taking away attention that you could be giving to your child and seeing them and hearing them you're hearing yourself you're hearing all the negative voices I'm not saying that doesn't matter that you you don't I still don't want to yell but I'm trying so hard not to waste time beating myself up about it and my kids may take longer to forgive me than it does for me to forgive myself and that's okay but just forgive yourself and and you'll be you can heal you you can change and you can only change from a place of love you can't sow seeds of hate and 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 anger and expect to grow love out of that and healing so I love that thank you sure uh, for sharing that because uh, one of the things that we see a lot of the times with young girls who are struggling with anxiety or or many other things is that they are without even realizing it in a lot of cases they are mirroring either an older sister or a mother or a grandmother, somebody who's a big piece of their life. And if that caregiver, that leader in their life shuts down and talks uh, negatively about themselves and isn't forgiving to themselves, doesn't allow for grace and change and healing in her life, that child will pick up and mirror those things. They might come out looking a little different but it does show up in their lives as well. And so when we extend that forgiveness and grace to ourselves, we actually are also giving it to our children, even if they don't realize it. And you're right. 
there's no reason to waste time, not even a minute on bullying ourselves because that is what the adversary wants. He wants us to stop our progress and to stay stuck. And if we don't like ourselves or doubt ourselves or can't forgive ourselves for normal human imperfections and flaws that we all have, well, that makes him super happy. But that's not God's plan. God's plan is always about progress. And he always is saying, even if you make a mistake, he's always saying, great. What can we do to move forward? How can we heal? What do we need to, what steps do we need to take? And how can we make forward progress in the light? So I love, love, love what you said about forgiveness. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is a beautiful thought to wrap up on and so important because I think all of us, not just moms, but all women, we're really hard on ourselves unnecessarily. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So, okay, well, um, last but not least, <laughs> um, I want to really thank you for coming today. You, every like I said at the beginning, every time you get on and talk, whether it's in our group or in posts or comments, and I know here will be the same, every single time I get messages back and they say, oh my goodness, that Emily lady, holy cow. And they, I'm so glad that your anxiety journey has, um, it's like you said, it's still there, but it's, it's, it's come down enough that you are able to share your stories, your, use your voice to speak in a spotlight in a way that will help others and your story and the things you're doing with your children. And even something that sounds silly, like head, shoulders and knees and toes will truly make an impact in somebody's life probably today. So thank you for that. Thanks so much for coming. Well, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for just being so warm and making me feel so comfortable here. So thank you. You're welcome. All right, so for those of you who are listening, I wanna just wish you all an anxiety-free and a gratitude-filled day. <laughs>